With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details. The January 30th Super Bowl week edition of the PFF Forecasts. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl because that's what we got to talk about. Let's rock. It's really hot. It's it's uh, hot really Atlanta. cold outside. It's hot Atlanta. It's freezing yeah. outside. It's below freezing. It's like negative twenty. But this studio is a sauna. It's really just us getting in game shape. That's right. And and this is the longest we've ever gone between PFF forecasts, right? Because we used to have it every week. It's true. And we had it Monday last week. We've now it's Wednesday. So a lot of material. This is the the longest delta we've ever had. A lot of things that have happened in the past week. The quarterback annual is uh, is out. Definitely want to grab that. It's got nine pages of quarterback greatness. There will be an update post-Super Bowl that will have the clustering analysis, the scheme clustering, uh, so you can see how good was the guy's supporting cast, what kind of scheme did he play in, where did he perform relative to his peers. A lot of good stuff there. That will be coming out after the Super Bowl. Uh, so you need an elite subscription. Actually, do you get it with an Edge subscription too? I think it, I think you can get one with an Edge subscription. Wow. Yeah. That would Seems be like a great value, a ridiculous value. I would pay just the amount uh, of a yearly edge subscription for the quarterback annual. And this year it has links so you can click on a quarterback and go to it. Well, that's that's pretty that's pretty swell. You know what else is coming up, George? The AAF. Oh, weird that that has escaped my memory. <laughs> Shocking that I didn't have that on the tip We'll talk of my about tongue. this at the end, I think, mo- more so than not. But we will, we will try to dive into a little bit of content for the AAF on a weekly basis. Obviously, in a league where we don't have an, any games historically, it's going to be a lot of you know, us just discussing what our process would be once data starts flowing in. Uh, big discussions on the QBs and what their data prior pff college pff pro how to sort of weight those things um as well as you know 
trying to study the new game, right? Because there's new rules and all that kind of stuff. So we're not probably not going to give out picks per se uh, for the oh. AF. Oh no, but but we're likely. I to- would be giving out picks galore, DFS picks, game <laughs> picks, everything. Things that you probably won't gamble on, but are exciting. The NFL draft. We have done a ton of work over the past couple of months to prep for interesting draft content from a mathematical perspective. Not a lot. One of the reasons that there's so much ridiculous argument about the draft is because people don't know a whole lot about taking college players and mm-hmm. putting them in the pro situation. So we'll be talking about that. If you have things that you want around draft content or AF content for that matter, let us know uh, on Twitter. I have, I have two more days until I can tweet again. Yeah, you've been doing some interesting things with retweets and things like that. We'll talk about are we, it. Are, is that going to be... Is we'll that, talk about it. We'll yeah. decide. We'll figure out. But uh, yeah, hit Eric up at PFF underscore Eric with nope. your ideas. Um, but yeah, th- what you want to hear in terms of the draft would be really interesting. Do you want to hear... Do you want to talk about draft strategy? You know, particular players, um, you know, particular teams. How would you like to hear about it? Let us know. All right. Anything else we need to plug? I don't think so. I think, I think we're on to... Also, would you like to have... PFF underscore Steve, our buddy Steve Palzolo, do a live periscope during the Super Bowl. Uh, that would seem to be great. I think we can arrange that, although they might be with child by then. That's true. All right, so the Super Bowl, Patriots and Rams. Here's what we're going to do. There is a lot of media coverage placed, don't say. placed in some interesting uh, spots, referencing some, some players that maybe shouldn't be talked about a whole lot. So what we're going to do is we're going to draft players for the Super Bowl. We're going to do 11 rounds. We're going to do a snake draft. Um, You're starting to break down a little bit there because of the heat. It's really hot in here. Really hot. Um, Do you want first pick or second and third? In this game, I want the first pick. Oh. Well, so do I. How should we decide (laughs) this? Uh Rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock? No. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. One time out of time. So rock, paper, scissors, shoot, unshoot. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. You All get right, the first I get, pick. Notice how we had the same opinion on the first three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Brady. Yep. Obviously. All right. Uh, this was not the pick I prepared for. I'm going to take Goff. C.J. Anderson, too? <laughs> um, <laughs> You're telling me that player two uh, through 53 for the Rams and the Patriots are undesirable? They're all bad. <laughs> uh, can I take Belichick? Great. I've taken Goff and Belichick. Wow. Can you imagine what we... Okay, so obviously I wasn't prepared for that. Nope. But so I'm going to go. Well, let's just even the score here. I'm going to go McVeigh because can you imagine what McVeigh could do with Tom Brady? Can you imagine how many pliability sessions those two would have together? I don't know. Okay, who's your- oh? I, that's right, it's Snake. Um, and then I'm going to go the piano over here. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to go. This one's actually not trivial. Nope. I'm going to go with Stephon Gilmore. Well, I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. Uh, that was. Aaron Donald and Tlaib. Don't don't hate Tlaib. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to go now 
with Robert Woods. And then on top of Robert Woods, I'm going to go I'm going to go with Trey Flowers. Um you know who I wanted to take there but I backed away. Yeah. Having Jared Goff on your team makes this construction so much different than well, No, Tom it doesn't. Brady. Take early. Take the real most valuable player of the game. Right. Um, if Cooper Cup were healthy, I would take Cooper Cup here in a yeah, second. Yeah, for sure. Um, and if you didn't have a bias against Brandon Cooks for what he did to... Oh, uh, Brandon Cooks is not being <laughs> is not going to be on my team because he is going to undoubtedly have a brain fart multiple times in this game like he did last year. That's the reason he's not a Patriot this year is because of what a mental midget he was last year in that game. All right, I'm going to take Julian Edelman. Do any past... Uh, uh, relationships go with Edelman, or is it just him? I get all of Julian Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. It sort of shows like how little, like how kind of even it is after QBs, right? And how, like when you're talking about two teams that are this good. Right. There are players here, so like obviously Gronk would be the obvious choice. I if, just, if he wasn't 87 years old, yeah. But he's so darn old. Now I know you're going to take Gronk. Oh, you're not. You can't take Darnold. <laughs> you can't take Darnold. Yeah, I know that. Um, you're literally on a hot seat right now, so you might as well do it. All right, give me, give me Jason McCourty. Ooh, no, not Devin. Jason. Jason. Corner. More important to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, and I'm going to take a stab here. Big players make big plays in big games. I'm going Gronk. And then I'm going with Andrew Whitworth at seven. Those are two great picks. Finally, you made two good picks. I've made the pick that you've wanted every single time. Uh, yes, Gilmore was the player that I wanted. Woods maybe I maybe overrate Woods compared to where you have him, but you have to make like if you were to pick Trent Brown here, you'd have to make the cell twice as big in this sheet that we have here. <laughs> This is not incorrect. Man, I was going to take Whitworth, too. This is killer. Maybe I'm not an idiot. No, you're, you're not. You're in my head. Um, Just pick Gurley. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to pick Cooks at one point. No, you're going to have to take Cooks. Can I take Josh Gordon? Can't take Josh Gordon. He's not coming back. I mean, I think there's actually like two two simple ones here. Two simple ones, really. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with. Um, I guess you already took McCordy, but McCordy can play outside. That's true. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. I will go Nickel Roby Coleman. Yeah. And I will also take. Uh, Trent. No. Marcus Cannon. It's not a bad pick. All right, the Nebraska Cornhusker in me. Oh, God. I'm going to go with Nadamakan Sue as an interior force. Great. Yeah. Um, And it's weird because I think he hasn't graded as well. I'm I'm trying to decide between the two safeties for uh, Mm -hmm. the Rams um, because I think our grades favor John Johnson, but I think yeah. the better player is LaMarcus Joyner. So I'm going to go with LaMarcus Joyner, which was not somebody you had, so I'm glad because they're that. therefore you can take somebody you like. Yeah, I'm happy now. Um, I am going to take Brandon Cooks. That's not bad. I, again, would have taken Cooper Cup. 
but he's hurt. Um, We're going to talk about those two yeah. fairly soon. Uh, Brandon Cooks, and you have Trey Flowers and Dominican Sue. Probably not going to take a guard right now. So give me Trent Brown. All right. Here are the two I'm going with. I'm going to go with James White, and I'm going to go with Greg Zerline. Why would you just waste two picks like that? Well, because I think James White is is going to... You picked Greg Zerline? Yeah, well, we only get 11 picks, and I want the definitive edge at, I want the definitive edge at the kicker spot, provided he's healthy. This, that, I've, I've always thought of you as a smart person. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Zerline. We have 11 picks, but it's just the top 11. I, okay, well, that was really stupid, but it's okay. With my final pick, I will be picking neither a kicker <laughs> nor a running back. He's not, James White is not a running back. James White is an offensive weapon. <laughs> Don't slander. Yeah. Uh, now I'm tempted to take Cordero Patterson. I think it's a... I, I do think that is a good pick. Yeah. I am going to take Devin McCourty. Okay. All right, so... Why don't you read your team out? Brady, McVeigh, Gilmore, Robert Woods, Trey Flowers, Rob Gronkowski, Andrew Whitworth, Nadamakin Sue, Lamarcus Joyner, James White, Greg Zerline. Did we miss did I miss anybody? No, good? you you didn't. <laughs> uh, and I have Goff, Belichick, Aaron Donald, Akeep Tlaib, Julian Edelman, Jason McCourty, Nikel Roby Coleman, Marcus Cannon, Brandon Cooks, Trent Brown, and Devin McCourty. This needs to be a uh, a vote. Because I think I, despite getting saddled with Jared Goff, am going to blow you out of the water after you selected a kicker and a running back. How hilarious is that? But the Gronk, so the Gronk Whitworth duo was, I think, your best couple of picks. What would you say my best couple of picks were? Uh, Although McVay Gilmore was good. Yeah. Um,. I think the Belichick Donald, obviously, to me, was probably well. I went golf Belichick, and then yeah, Donald but but leave. yeah, those are not necessarily contiguous. But yeah. like, um, and then did you do NRC Cannon? I think Cannon's an underrated player in this game. Yeah, I. So it's interesting. So if you are looking at your team, if we're looking at how we drafted, yeah. obviously quarterback and coach, the two most important, mm-hmm. right? And then. I think both of us would have taken Gilmore. You had the pick, so you took Gilmore. I took Donald and Tlaib. Do you think that the public would have taken Gilmore as the first no. non? No. So, the, so the public would have almost undoubtedly taken Aaron Donald, right? Yep, because he's a better player. Right. Just not as an important a position. So the interesting thing is that I, because I had Goff, felt the pressure to take two tackles. That worried me a lot. And the fact that you had Trey Flowers. So I went Cannon and Brown. Had I had Tom Brady, I would have probably just not worried about the offensive line or receiver. I also took Cooks at nine only because I had Goff. Because you don't, you don't care for him as a player very much. I don't. I took Edelman because Cup wasn't healthy. And you I have think to that, have that white receiver. I have to have the white slot receiver. And for Goff, I thought it was super important that he had another option. So, so you want my... so. My, uh, you know, James White, obviously, 
as a receiver can add value. But the thing <clears throat> with Zerline to me is that is that the the Patriots have had legitimate kicker issues in the playoffs for as long as I can remember. And Zerline is such and granted I would have been He's more hurt. like what's that? He's also hurt. Yeah, but he was hurt during the game the other day and he hit a like two and this game's yeah. indoors and like okay. you still took him 11th. Well, a part of that was that it was just like the last pick and I just wanted to like I wanted to point out for the purposes of this okay. hashtag content. You're trying to figure out a way around taking no, a running back the, and but, a kicker. But no, but Zerline Zerline represents yes, a big a big mismatch in that in the kicking game, right? You could have had in the last round nineteen. Sure, but like, but again, trying to point out that you know, sort yeah. of, this is about what our you know, this is not only about what we value with the Gilmore thing sure. and the the Woods thing, but also pointing out that the Rams have a huge advantage there. And we think about the spread for this game, we'll talk about later. The fact that in the last however many, so in seventeen, Gostowski missed an extra point and a field goal in. 16, they had to go for two because of Gostowski in, regu- in regulation. Mm-hmm. In 15, they lost because Gostowski missed an extra point in Denver in the AFC title game. This is not a trivial thing for this game. And I think the, the Rams having the decided edge provided Zerline is healthy enough is actually not a, not a you know, it, it's not something to scoff at, I think. But. Well, I'm scoffing at it. I think it's hullabaloo. Anyways, my team is far better. I would not be taking a running back ever in this draft, I would probably just play Cordell Patterson running back. Okay, let's move on to the game itself. So, opens up, Rams favored by one. What's interesting about that is... One and a half, even. Yeah, the power number, really, for most of the Vegas casinos, suggested that it should be Rams by closer to three. They were not willing to do that, so they opened it up at one and a half, one, and it immediately, people just hammered the Patriots, they've continued to hammer the Patriots, it's now Patriots two and a half, I've seen minus 120 in some spots, which would obviously insinuate that it's going to three, Um, in other places it's more even money, two and a half, probably stays two and a half, three, over under at about 56 and a half right now, Um, well up from where it was last year, between the Eagles and the Patriots. Obviously, no one knew what Nick Foles was capable of. I think that probably explains why. Forty-eight so was a high over/under for last year. Fifty-six True. and a half is high for this year, but lower than like sixty that Atlanta, uh, New England got a couple years ago. Yep. Um, so it, it is interesting in that respect. So let's let's rewind a little bit to last year's Super Bowl things that we said about that game the first of which was well the over is the one pick that we have on this game that ended up being patriots right minus four and a half minus five we did not have a pick on the on the spread there obviously ended up being fortuitous the over was the pick that we really liked so looking at the total here 56 and a half is high what do you think <sighs> Yeah, I mean the <clears throat> currently fifty six and a half is currently getting over money, but it opened at what fifty nine, mm-hmm. fifty eight and a half, fifty eight. By the time Greenline posted its pick last week, it was fifty eight, so it's moved all the way down. So clearly there was an appetite for the under um, early, which is probably not public money. It's probably people who bet all the time money because yep. the the public likes betting overs. Um, 56 is a key number, right? So 28 and 28. So 
I would be hesitant. Game can't end in a tie, Eric. Yeah, that's true. But I would I would hesitate to I would hesitate to bet the over in, until I got a number that was fifty six, fifty five, maybe. Um, but our number does our 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 PFF green line number does shade the over here at fifty six and a half. Yeah, there's no way I'm taking the under indoors with Tom Brady and you know the Rams offense, Jared Goff and Sean McVay. I think I think the over seems palatable even at that high number. But what it so here's a question though. What if so the Rams have played these under games in the playoffs so far, right? Mm-hmm. And how how has that been the case? And they played under games for like the second half of the year too. Sure. So w- how has that been the case? Whether it's efficient or not, they commit to the running game. They take a ton of time off the clock. You know, like it's not necessarily like the efficiency of the offense. It's the it's the pace. And I do think the Rams are a team that pace wise are not particularly fast. True. New England wanted to play an under game against Kansas City and had all the makings of it by those all those long drives and everything. And so the question you have to ask yourself is if is if this Super Bowl comes out and looks like the AFC title game, do the Rams have the firepower that this uh, that the Chiefs do to come back and make it into a game, make it into an over game? Because I think if this game is square, like straight up, you know, score for score, punt for punt. I do think it ends up being I do think it ends up being lower scoring than people think, despite the efficiencies of these offenses. I'm going to go ahead and bet on Bill Belichick being able to stifle Jared Goff for a couple of series. So I don't, you know, or it he whatever he tries doesn't work. Um, I just it never feels like it's going to come out square. There's always going to be some sort of inefficiency there, um, and it the. The thing with the Super Bowl is there's so many nerves involved. There's going to be a mistake. There's going to be a big play. They're always going to be players playing a little bit harder than they have in the past. Um, I, I just think points are going to be scored indoors between these two offenses and these two quarterbacks. Yeah. So, it, look, you can commit to the running game all you want in the press conference and with fat, thick, that's what she said, C.J. Anderson. But uh, when it comes down to it, you have to win this game. You're not going to sit there and run the ball with two subpar running backs if you're the Rams. There's just no way that that can be your... If you go into this game, if Sean McVay is actually going into this game thinking we're going to win this game because we're going to run the ball, they've already lost. You just give the trophy to Tom Brady because you're not going to win the game unless you throw the ball well, period. Um, here was the other thing that we talked about last year that I think is very apt for this game. Nick Foles had, was tremendous in the NFC title game last year. And going into the Super Bowl, I think you actually said, look, if he repeats it, he'll be Super Bowl MVP. And he was. Yeah. To a degree, there's some of that with Goff. Because Goff... How many degrees? 90? Like it is in here? <laughs> the, Goff was really good in that Saints game on plays where he traditionally has not been good, on plays where he traditionally... It's unstable. Plays under pressure, right? Mm-hmm. You could make sort of the same argument. If Goff plays that well, he could be Super Bowl MVP, but there isn't a preponderance of evidence to suggest that, and there is a preponderance of evidence to suggest that Tom Brady is playing at a much higher level than Jared Goff has, especially in the playoffs. Tom has been pinpoint perfect. Over 80% of his throws, either perfect ball location or on the receiver's frame, there is no one even close to him. In the rest of the playoffs, he hasn't been touched under pressure less than 20% of the time. Lowest we've ever seen for a quarterback in the playoffs. 
since 2006. So what Tom has done is figured out how to get himself to this point and be in top shape. Remember last year, he had that huge uh, injury to his thumb. I'm just saying, this well, year I think it, he's, better. Inevitable I think he's too. better prepared to win this game than he was well, that, and it seemed inevitable too, because in the in the previous Super Bowl, they were facing an Atlanta team that was hotter than any team that we had seen in forever. The Eagles team seemed like plucky, right? They beat the Falcons barely. They beat the Vikings, but no, we're not going to get two straight great games out of Nick Foles. Right. That kind of thing. What I think is important here, and again, I'm more on in favor of the Rams at plus three, if you can get it. But if you're looking at the Patriots always like to take away the thing that the other team does best. Eagles, it was more hidden, right? Like the Eagles, there wasn't anything that was out loud that they did better than other teams. They went, you, you can't prevent a team from going for it on fourth down. Like they have the free will to do that, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. The Rams are very out loud in what they're good at. They, they play 11 personnel a lot. The Patriots are one of the best teams you saw in, in defensing 11 personnel. The Rams are far better than the Patriots are and one of the best in the league at our opponent-adjusted pass rush grades. Well, Patriots know that, right? And, and the Chiefs were also high in that, and they mitigated that uh, in the AFC title game. Uh, they did it in the AFC on the division road. On, on the road as well. The, the Rams, you know, they have two really good weapons offensively in Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. Patriot, Patriots took away. It was the only time all season that Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were under 100 yards was the AFC title game. I don't think the Rams have that complimentary piece that, that the Chiefs had in Sammy Watkins. So, uh, you know, I think that there's going to be less sneaking up on the Patriots in this game because the Eagles did with, with Foles. Okay, so you are firmly on Rams plus three. No, no, not firmly. Not firmly. I mean, so, so here's my calculus. We, all season... We like we thought that there was value on the Pats preseason, even though it was like five, plus five fifty, plus six hundred. We had value on them early in the year when they were struggling. We had value on the middle of the season when they were just doing okay. There was value on the Pats at the beginning of the playoffs at plus six hundred, plus six fifty. If you have Pats futures, the Rams plus three is a is I think a statistically supported bet. To me, okay. it's, I don't know necessarily if, so, I, if it was the only thing I was betting on. Thank you for speaking to the seven other people like you who have seven. <laughs> I'm just saying, divorce your own financial interest from this for a second. We're going to pick the game, agnostic to the other things yeah. that are going on. You want Rams plus three? Yeah, and I think and I think the the aforementioned kicker issues with Gustowski makes a game landing on one or two more likely than normal. Great. Anything else you'd like to add? Nope. Okay. The Rams, if this were week 11, there would be plenty of value on the Rams. The Rams are set up. They are built to win games where there's a week in between. What they do is not overly crazy. They don't scheme things differently per, per opponent that much, which is the opposite of the Patriots. The Patriots are so good at playing in preparation for the exact opponent that they are facing. And to me, this makes the big difference here. The Patriots have a much better defense than they did last season. I think they're more prepared to actually take away what the other team does. And watching that game last night, I so many things went wrong for the Patriots in that game. They had a perfectly designed trick play that went off Tom Brady's hands. They had 
Brandon Cooks pooping himself multiple times on plays where he should not have done so, particularly the end so of like round. One play? Two. The, and they were huge plays. Yeah. The end of round, he just for no reason tries to hurdle a guy when he could have just beat him to the sideline. Belichick compounds that mistake by not going for it there. They miss a field goal. Belichick has to learn from that. There is no way that after losing to a guy that had balls, he can go in and all of a sudden forget his after what he did in that game. Does not make that mistake twice. McVay, as much as I love him, has shown a propensity to make some questionable decisions on fourth down. He did so in a win last week. We'll see if he learns from that. But I think Belichick undoubtedly does. And when you watch that game, you just see all these things that the Patriots do. They celebrate stopping the Eagles on third and one. Every time I watch that play, I want to pull my hair out because I remember watching that game. We had the Patriots. They, this is the fourth quarter. There's about 437 left. It's third and one. They make a big stop. Fourth and one. They're going to punt it away. And I'm saying, no, they're not. What do you mean they're going to punt it away? They have a chance to win the Super Bowl. They're going to go for it. And of course, they go for it. The Patriots are going to learn from that mistake. And they also have the huge advantage of having been here and done this before, whereas really no one uh, on the Rams does. It's a kind of a new experience for them. So I think all those things point to the, the Patriots being a much better team than they would be if this were a Week 11 game. Um, to me, they have they have learned from their mistakes. They are primed for this situation. I do think that there will be many more Patriots fans there. I know. So I think Ravel tweeted out that actually the percentage of tickets purchased from California to Massachusetts were the same. What I would say from that is there are a lot of Pats fans in California that are wealthy that are going to be traveling out there. This is potentially Gronkowski's last hurrah. Brady is so old, like. You know, all these things play into it. I think Pat's minus two and a half is actually um, a steal here. I would take the. I'm going to be rooting for the Rams, but if I had to bet on this game, I would take the Patriots. So um, we're, this is our this is our second this is state, our state dinner. State dinner here is two and a half the number. Let's go. Two and a half is where it's at now. Let's go okay. two and a half. Okay. Um, so there's two two steak dinners on the line here. Yeah, huge, massive. Um, Anything else that you think is pertinent for these two teams? I, I think we can both agree that Aaron Donald, as great of a player as he is, I I think that the I think that the Patriots are going to neutralize him. I don't think that I don't think that it ends up being something where he's a he's a big factor, and and most of it is because. Of you know, it's exactly what Belichick does. It takes away the best player on the other team. Yeah, I'm of the same mind. I, it would be great to see a guy that has flown under the radar finally having coming out party this season in the eyes of so many actually have a, Here, a here's great a, game. And I don't know if this gets to props or not, but like the first ha- first half, over under 27.5, New England minus .5. To me, I think if we're going to print up a pick, it's going to be on one of those two. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because... Because that's not the 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 cutting that thing. The usually they cut the spread in half, right, and make it a and 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 in some cases, but then they have to make a lean towards a football number, and so obviously two and a half, you cut it down to one, right? But actually, they're shading back towards Los Angeles in the first half, Mm -hmm. thinking that this will be a close game early, over under, and where I'm seeing it, twenty seven and a half is even money to bet the over. 
multiply that by two, that's 55. So again, shading towards the under. If you have any inclination towards New England or the over, the first half might be where you want to go. I, so I'm usually a first half under guy. Uh, to me, that's like... No, it's a sharp. It's normally where the the normal betters bet. And seeing Jared Goff come out and have to face, you know, the the Patriots do so many things, right? They are the only team to play man more than fifty percent this season. They've run more than double the number of cover zero snaps. I can just see them coming out, going cover zero, showing cover zero, dropping out, showing cover zero again, bringing heavy pressure from one side. I could see Jared Goff just being really. Confused as much as I think Jared Goff is actually going to rise to the occasion later in the game. To me, the opening couple could be could be tough for him. But I, I'm with you there. I'll let you talk me into that. Into that and then I love both points. both team totals are 13 and a half, but juice towards the over minus mm-hmm. 140 in the case of New England, minus 125 in case of the Rams. Those are things that I think if you're if you think oh my gosh the the spreads too beat up. You know, it was too yeah. many. You know, yeah. it's settled on a good number. Those are places I think to look if you're if you're if you want some action and and you know and you're not enticed by the either number uh, for the full game. Always want some action. Okay, prop bets. Let's talk about them. Let's start with MVP here. So, a couple of interesting things about MVP. The first is it's been quarterback by and large, almost always. Right, seven of the last nine have been quarterbacks. The only which other- means what Todd Gurley's doing is so much more impressive in today's NFL. <laughs> is he okay? I just want to know, is he, is he okay? Yeah, he's okay. He had a horrible game. He dropped two passes. He blew two pass protection snaps. He was awful. People did not watch the game. Did they, did they not watch the game? The, I don't get it. Why did Todd Gurley not play? Because he was awful. Yeah. That's why he didn't play, you stupid people. All right. Anyways, the MVP, obviously. Tell me how you really feel. I just I hate stupid people. You ever heard the George Carlin rant about stupid people? No, but I'm... Uh, if you're listening to this, take a break and go type in George Carlin's stupid people. It's hilarious. His idea for how to identify them is really top notch. All right. Brady is minus 120. Goff is plus 240. They're the overwhelming favorites, and rightfully so, because the math obviously backs this up. The most important component to winning football games is offense, and more specifically, the quarterback. And so if, they, if one of these teams wins... Very good chance the reason is that it's the quarterback. To me, both of these are really just another way of betting the money line for either team. Yeah, except for you get so much more value going with Goff. Yes, I agree. But you're right. I mean, because... The, the percentage of time, essentially, it's some... like So if you look back historically, as you said, it's been quarterback seven of the last nine years... Even prior to that, you were getting some wide receivers in the mix, but you're really looking at some random thing like Malcolm Smith, you know, in a game where Seattle totally dominates Denver, it, the 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 blame is or the the credit is equally distributed, and they just picked a guy who had the most fantastic play or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vaughn Miller, another game where you know he just goes out of his mind, right? And you know, so then the question comes up, you know, well. You know, could it be another player? We'll talk about that in a second. But Goff at plus two forty is essentially a thirty percent proposition. You're saying thirty percent of the time he, you know, he would win it. And I think if you want to, if you handicap the Rams at something like forty percent, forty five percent to win outright, then that has value, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I've seen him at plus two fifty in a couple of places. Ironically, 
I'm on Odds Shark right now. Todd Gurley's the third at uh, <laughs> plus a thousand. Don't do it. Whatever you I mean, do. but here's ben, the thing. Sony Michelle so that, and CJ Anderson. The, the thing is, though, that people are stupid. Right, exactly. There is some psychology. That's not just, it's not just it's, math. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's say, okay, the Patriots win, and it's not Tom Brady. Who do you like? Uh, so, so it's a tough one because, like, so obviously, you know, if James White couldn't have won the MVP in the Atlanta Super Bowl— Right, right, because Brady's the one delivering him the ball. They're going to go mm-hmm. to the quarterback. Um, I, I do think it's somebody random like Trey Flowers or uh, you know one of the members of the secondary. Um, I don't. It's Sony Michelle. Like if Sony Michelle scores three touchdowns from the one yard line, they might, as you said, just be you know yeah. just like hey, let's go. And, and in some places, Michelle I think is third, but in front of Gurley. It's tough though, right? Because if you even have the if you have the Patriots handicapped at sixty percent to win the game, yep, fifty five percent. You're talking about ninety percent of the time that the Patriots win, Brady gets the MVP. That seems about right. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Patriots win and Brady's not the MVP, it means that there was a defensive, you know, victory in the minds of many. In other words, they took advantage of Jared Goff in some way or another, right? Goff has shown a propensity to give some turnover-worthy play options up there. I, a guy like Devin McCourty, who's plus twenty-five thousand, um, you know, gets a pick six. Like those are the the defensive players who have made up the other two MVPs of the last nine. Have been you know Von Miller and was it Malcolm Smith or whatever Niner. his name was? Yeah. So um, you know, made huge game-changing defensive plays. Uh, Devin McCourty, Trey Flowers is plus 12,500. So, yeah, both of those I like. You also have to add some surprise to it. So if you remember the Patriots Super Bowl with Seattle, the guy that would have won the MVP at Seattle won was that Chris Matthews guy who came out of nowhere. That's why, for the Rams side, I kind of like Josh Reynolds at plus 10,000 because, as we talked about earlier, Patriots want to take away the best thing the other team does, Mm -hmm. Cooks, uh, Woods might be taken away. The third option is either one of those two tight ends or this or Josh Reynolds, who yep. made some big plays against the Saints. I think the surprise factor might yield people to vote for it him. Is so hot in here uh, is bad, but <laughs> I, but uh, so and uh, just kind of lastly, Aaron Donald's a bad bet, right? Yes, that's not lastly. I have my Rams sleeper. Okay. Here. Yes, Aaron Donald is um, plus eighteen hundred. And the tough thing is that, as you talked about, they're going to take Aaron Donald away. He would have to have an amazing game, and that's probably unlikely. If the Rams win and it's not Jared Goff, you've got to figure they make a big play against Brady. Marcus Peters is going to gamble a thousand times in this game, and if he hits on one of them, he's as good a bet to make a house call as anybody. I think he's plus 12,500. Um, he would be the, the Ram that... You know, it's just so hard to pick another offensive player because, by and large, the quarterback's going to get the credit for that. All right, some other props that we like. Um, James White, uh, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle. So, who of these do you like most? I like this because it's it's the you know how is Belichick going to distribute plays? And Burkhead was the one in the AFC title game that if you bet all of his overs, it was a good get. I think do they do they push back on that in this in this particular setting and go more towards white? I don't think Michelle is going to have a ton of success in this game. I think the Patriots are going to say, you know, we zigged 
the first two games of the playoffs with Michelle. We're going to zag here and go more of a passing, uh, you know, passing game. So you have to look at, you know, Burkhead over under two receptions, overs minus one thirty five. White at six is minus one fifty. I mean, better value there is obviously Burkhead at two. Um, Seventeen and a half receiving yards for Burkhead minus one twenty five. James White, if you're looking, if you want to bet on him, fifty two and a half receiving yards minus one fifteen. I kind of like the Burkhead-White combination more than I like the Michelle combination. Even though the Rams have been one of the worst run defenses in the league this year, I think that the, the last two weeks for Belichick were a setup to do more of a wide-open offense in this game. Yes, and this is why Sony Michelle, five and a half receiving yards, is an absolute steal. Yeah, under. Over. <laughs> they are going to come out with Sony Michelle, and they're going to throw him the ball. And uh, that's it. five and a half yards is not much. They'll run one screen to Sony Michelle. He will pick up over five yards. You're welcome. Under one catch is minus 140. You see where people are on that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've run with him the entire time. Yeah. This is what Belichick does. He's going to throw them for a loop. Michelle can catch the ball. Um, he's going to have over five and a half receiving yards. Okay. I also think the James White one is a stone cold. The, the same over under bet is, is, exists for C.J. Anderson. 0.5 receptions, 5.5 receiving yards. I like the unders in those. Yes. <laughs> I'm less, uh, less wary of C.J. Anderson, a guy that just showed up a few weeks ago, being involved in some sort of creative, you know, creative um, play there. But I think both of those are good. Uh, Todd Gurley, uh, 65.5 rushing yards, 35.5 receiving yards. The unders juiced on both of those. So it looks like people have been listening. Uh, to the podcast your boy josh reynolds three and a half receptions and it doesn't it looks pretty square here minus 115 on both sides 44 and a half receiving yards minus 120 to the over minus 110 to the under i think i think in there's two scenarios here where josh reynolds does well they get behind and they need to throw or they trick the patriots and they need to throw to him yep. and you know and so i i like the overs for both of him one of my the last ones I kind of like three and a half total sacks, overs juice at minus one forty five, under plus one ten. I like the under here. I think both teams will take care of the quarterback. Patriots not a great pass rush to begin with. Rams a good pass rush, but the Patriots have been uh, magical in terms of avoiding sacks. So three and a half there. I would I would go uh, I would go under. All right, the last uh, prop that I like are the touchdown props. Um, so I think Brady rushing touchdown, either as to have one in general or as the first touchdown, is fantastic. Um, the odds were ridiculous. I can't remember exactly what they were, but um, we talked about this last week. Uh, and then a James Devlin touchdown. <laughs> Feel it. Feel it in my bones. All right. Um, go Rams. Go Patriots. I hope the game isn't a blowout. I hope the t- two teams have fun. That's what I said about Chiefs Yeah, so Patriots. do I, because that means it's a good game. Uh, if it's a blowout, then uh, prayers. Look forward to the AF and the draft. Of course, get yourself a PFF Elite subscription. You'll get the quarterback annual and edge subscription as well. It's a deal. We'll see you guys on the flip side. Enjoy it. Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. 
Order today and save 50%. Plus, get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details.